Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, Antilila Chapter 3, Text 102. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Jati Pranadana Kena Moharanayaya. Ajiratre Toma Pataimu Sarvata Sarvataya. I am prepared to lose my caste, life, and wealth, but I will certainly help you cross the border tonight. Do that there. Om Agana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Saksuran Mulatam Yena, as my Chaitanya Mano Bistam, Stapitam Yena Butale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Dadati Sapadanticum, Panchakalpa Turubias Chakripa Sindhu Baevacha, Patitanam Pavanebio, Vaishnavebio, Namo Nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasudegor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare I just lost my place again. A okay. So let's first put the story in the context. We're following Lord Chaitanya's journey to Puri to complete the is Anjalila. Last 18 years of his life, where he came to fulfill the internal reason for his appearance. That's why he came for himself, his Antaranga, his Antaranga Hetu. Um, which is to experience the love of his topmost devotee, Sri Radha, at the height of her love. And I explained, this is Acharya Leela. He's setting the example for us on how to achieve, how to become devotees. I, I was just thinking is Gorpunima is coming up, I guess, this month. And uh, I always... On appearance days, I, I send the Monday morning greetings that I've written for those days. And for Gopanim, I sent the, the, the Monday morning greeting, how 
God's problem. And what's God's problem? He's not a devotee. And he shows us how to become a devotee. And I think uh, one of the factors is right here, the enthusiasm to visit the Dham. It's one of the symptoms of bhava, one of the nine symptoms of bhava, the demonstrable symptoms, not just the crying and these other emotions that can be imitated, but one's enthusiasm for the holy Dham. The, the places of, there's two types of, of holy places. One is called Kshetra and one is called Tirta. Now, they're almost interchangeable, but, but, and I'm not sure which is which, but one is a place where the Lord appeared and another place is where the Lord's worshiped. Just like 26 Second Avenue, when I, had, when I got a quit India notice and I had to leave India, which to me was, it, it could have been opened up, you know, you have a certain amount of days to live. That's how much I was attached to my service and being in India. But my shelter was 26 Second Avenue because it was a place where the Lord was intensely worshiped and that becomes a holy place. So the Dham is a place where the Lord is intensely worshiped or the Lord appears. And it's a shelter for us because in those places, Krishna consciousness is so natural. It's just like when I was in India, there was the US embassy. And when I first came to India, India was a third world country. I mean, you, you couldn't conceive of it as an American, that there's no central heating, there's no air conditioning, the electricity doesn't run regularly. It's so hard to get, so hard to get sweet water. The drinking water is a problem. Diseases are rampant, things are chaos. Like in India, they, they had this thing with, with, where they didn't have traffic lights, they had traffic circles. And they have that in America too, I think. But it was so chaotic when Nikita Khrushchev, or was it Gorbachev, when the Russian prime minister came to India and he came to Mumbai and, and he noticed the traffic, he said that, you know, I guess coming from India, there must be a God because otherwise, how does this all work? There's no other word. This thing is going to work. So when I go to the U.S. Embassy, it was America. The U.S. Embassy was America. You know, it was so clean. It was air conditioning. And when you had that water fountain with cold, sweet water that came out, you know, and, and the politeness and the order, you know, it, so it was America. But it wasn't constitutionally America. There can be a revolution, that, that place can be moved, the embassy could leave. It depended, it, it was dependent on the consciousness of the people there. where when you're in America, it's America. It's the same thing with, 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 with the Holy Dom. It, 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 it's independent of the people that are there. It has spiritual potency. And a Vaishnava is eager to spend time in the Holy Dom and visiting the temple. And um, 
So he's enthusiastic to he's enthusiastic to go there. And on his way, he he like he took sannyas. Then on his way back, he stopped in Shantipur, the, the home of Vaitacharya. The devotees visited him. Then he went on his way with a few close associates. And then he took bath in, in, in the Ganga. He was so happy about that. And then the village leader, the administrator, the village Kshatriya. Kshatriya is a very interesting term for administrator or warrior. Triate means to protect and shut means hurt. You need a class of people that protect others from hurt. So um, he meets this village administrator and, and somehow this village administrator, although he is a vishayi, he's a sense enjoyer. He, 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 we explained that before that royalty had to exhibit opulence to inspire the people to follow them because people are humble before greatness. And when you are in the corporal sphere, the material sphere, you see that in, in terms of material opulence. It's a very, very natural phenomena. And in the Von Ashram system, the kings and the leaders, even if they were detached, they would use that. They would exhibit a level of enjoyment with their palaces and their many wives and their, the, 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 the jewels and the, and the pageantry. There's a purpose for all this. You know, even, it, it, yeah, even if you see it in the modern day, the president of the United States, you know, and then they, they, they play something or, or, or something. It, 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 it's part, it, it's part of the, 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 the service actually. But a renunciate generally wouldn't associate with those people because of they were vishayi, they were sense enjoyers for their service. So he wouldn't associate. We know the whole story in Puri that the king of Puri, who now is, is the king and he's fighting off the, 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 the Muslim rule, Nawab Hushan Shah of Bengal. Lord Chaitanya wouldn't see him because even though he was such a great devotee, it was the, they, they had certain rituals, they had certain rules. The sannyasi wouldn't cross the ocean. Why? Because what was on the other side of the ocean? It was the mlechas and the abhinas. So they had certain rules to keep the purity and and the and the uh, uh, of the different orders. They had some purpose. But the, anyway, this this king, king he has some purva samskara. It means impressions from the past that absolutely attracted him to Lord Chaitanya as a saintly person. I mean, Lord Chaitanya sees the administrator and he says, I'll, I'll engage him in service. And what, and what is that service? You're the administrator, you know, can you help me, you know, get to Puri? And then he says, no, it's, it's, it's very, very dangerous. There's a war going on. And then they even explain that that King Prataparudra to, to protect from the attacks of the Muslim rulers at the time, they planted sharp spheres. It was, it was kind of organic mines under the ground. So they're a little bit 
the, the soldiers were a little bit worried about attacking Arissa because on the paths they're all so I, I guess it was really kind of like a a war going on and and the area was shut down in different ways and and it was dangerous and and then uh people would be very suspicious so but he says I'll help you and and what he says is I'm prepared to lose my caste life and wealth but I'll cross the border. That is bhakti. Bhakti begins with a faith, a faith in the value of serving Krishna. And when you have real, real faith, that value is so high that you will pay any price for it. Jayadwaita Swami gave me a book on how, on how Christianity spread. And one of the ways that Christianity spread was uh, one of the ways that Christianity spread was that the um, one of the ways that Christianity spread was the martyrs, because somehow or other they 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 were so moved by the association of Jesus, a pure devotee of God, that no one could stop them. And when the Romans started to torture the Christians, they still wouldn't give it up. And people looked at that and said, what is this that they have that's so good that it's more painful to give it up than to lose your life? It's more painful to give it up than be tortured. So this is not uncommon in a, 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 a spiritual or a, a legitimate spiritual or religious, you know, movement that people have some experience, some faith. And that's why I always quote from the Upadeshamrita, you know, the, the, the first three qualities of, of, that are favorable for, for, for bhakti are Utsayan, Nisayat, Daryat. Nisayat, patience and faith and confidence. And what is that? That when troubles come on our path, one who has experienced the mercy of God in terms of seeing how the different difficulties that came upon one in their life were actually preparing their heart for Krishna, giving them a realization that created a clarity of conception in mind that brought them to a higher level of realization. And someone just wrote me recently with their incredible tragedies. And, you know, they want to know why it's so hard. It's so hard. But what is our faith? Our faith is that God is absolute, God is good, that what comes for us is for us. It, 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 it's meant, it's an experience that we require to come to a higher level of consciousness that brings us closer to God. Upon which ex experiencing, we're convinced that whatever we went through was worth the price to pray, pray, 
was worth the price to pay for what we got. That's what faith is. So that the, so at death, when everything is being taken away, we see God. We're not fearful. The whole Bhagavatam says how to become fearful, to have fearless, how to become fearless at time of death. We have that experience. And that gives us faith. Okay. God is giving us me some difficulty, but I have that faith. I've experienced I, the faith comes in two ways. One, the value of the experience of Krishna consciousness, which includes the experience and the knowledge of the world that supports that experience, when you see the congruence of it, that there's an experience and there's a knowledge of, of negotiating the world and living in the world and social in the world and health in the world and so much knowledge that comes from this tradition that's supporting the elevation of consciousness, that's telling me how to make sense of this crazy world and how to negotiate moving within this crazy world. And then there's that faith and it's that knowledge, it's that experience and it's that knowledge It's the experience of bhakti and the experience of the difficulties we have connected with giving us bhakti. And we come to a point of, of, of faith where we become like Queen Kunti. Vipata shantu let those calamities happen again and again because they bring me closer to you. And that's worth any difficulty I had to under, undertake. And therefore, how does the Vaishnava pray? Lord Chaitanya told us in the Shikshastakam, na janam, na janam, na sundarim, kavitam va jagadisha kameye, mama janmani, janma ishvare, bhavatad bhakti hoitaki I don't want anything else. So I don't even care if I lose it. I am prepared to lose my caste, life and wealth, but I will value service. Look how much service is valued. But sometimes we don't want service, even if it's a little... He'll, he'll take service even if he loses his life, his wealth. Sometimes we refuse service when it's just, when it doesn't conform to our comforts, it doesn't conform to our desires. What is real faith? It's the value of this service. Bhakti, this is Bhakti Sandarbha, Bhakti is best expressed Bhakti is best expressed in seva, which means loving responsiveness to the Lord through the faculties of the mind and bodies. On hearing his words, the Lord of Vaikuntha smiled and glanced mercifully on him. So 
I love the statement by Prabhupada. When I love certain statements, they may be repeated, but if they're repeated in the context of the class that I'm giving, then they don't become stale or hackneyed. Prabhupada said that um, Krishna doesn't have the defect of impersonality. Prabhupada said Krishna is responsive. That's why he's the supreme person. So he sees that sac. He sees our heart, and he sees he sees the expression of our heart in our service. So he sees the heart, but bhakti is bhakti is best expressed in seva, which is loving reciprocation. So he sees the words that come out of the heart. He sees the actions that come out of the heart and he sees our mind. So he just doesn't see the activity. He sees the consciousness that that activity represents. To give someone flowers, they shouldn't just see the flowers they should see the consciousness that, that those flowers represent. That's what bhakti means. That's what Radha means. She's not just beautiful, but Krishna sees the consciousness that her beauty represents. She's not just intelligent. Krishna sees the consciousness that her intelligence represents. Because Radharani is Mahabhav Sarup. The, the, the quality she has is a manifestation of her desire to please Krishna. That's why we should look at everything as an offering. Whatever service we have should be looked as an offering. Should be looked as an offering. And when you offer something to someone, you want it very beautiful. You want it very, very fine. I remember when I went to the groundbreaking ceremony of the, of the Govardhan project that Burijan and Sachinandana Swami are doing, and I spoke there, and then afterwards, Burijan Prabhu came to me and he said, I appreciated your point. He said, but there's one point I, I didn't agree with. I said, what's that? Well, you said that your only lamentation is that I'm already an old man, and by the time this is finished, I may not be around to enjoy it. And he says, he, he says, and he looked at me and he looked at Govardhan, which you could see from this property. It's incredible. Five acre property, you see Govardhan Hill. It, it's a miracle. And he just said to me, it's an offering. Not to his enjoyment. It's an, that's bhakti. It's an offering for Krishna and detach from the results. What is real bhakti? And I love that they're building the project, him and Sachinandana Swami, and it's so beautiful. It's gonna be, so everything is first class. Everything is first class. But neither of them have an individual room for themselves. You know, I'm making a little project out at Govardhan, so you can all visit me out there. And I have someone out there right now. That's how it started because during COVID, someone is staying there that's in my room that's exceptionally 
exceptionally uh, competent. So he said, look, I'm here, I can fix it up. And then he was doing such a nice job that I got the owner of the five apartments, including mine, who's a friend of mine, who liked my proposal because it was being run down. Why doesn't it just become like my ashram? So, you know, I, I have a sense of people and how to deal with them. And this person's an artist. So to keep his enthusiasm, as long as it's within budget, I had to let him do it really first class, but not to the level he wanted. Not, not going to Matara and getting the Vietnamese white marble, which is four times as much as the other marble, to fix a little broken thing on my the porch and... and and I, I, I don't need the light switches that go off when you say go off and, and go. You know, he, he went through all these things and he was changing this and that. But, you know, I, you know, and then he made this other proposal now for this and that. And I just thought, man, I'm not going to live there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a place. <laughs> I don't want my own place. <laughs> I don't want that conscious in my own place. I'll sleep in one of the rooms. It's not for us, Bhakti. And my mood is making it nice for the guests. So this mood of Bhakti is so look at this, this, this king, this Ramachandra Khan. After Gohari freed himself from all material bondage, freed him from all material bondage by his merciful glance, the Lord went to stay in that Brahmin's house. So there you can become liberated by mercy. And this is, he pleased Lord Chaitanya directly. And I think in a previous verse, it mentioned, I'll see if I can find it. it it's, Something about how could he see the Lord's face by the range of providence? He met the Lord there by the arrangement of providence. Well, what is providence? Providence is destiny, and how does destiny move? Destiny moves by reciprocating with people's purification, including their desire for God. Prabhupada talks meeting his guru, but it was the transcendental system connecting his heart with Krishna and moving the world in so many ways. So his merciful glance, and then the Lord went to stay in that Brahmin's house, thus the Brahmin's house became sanctified as he directly perceived the fruits of his past pious deeds. He had some, he had some sukriti, kriti, su, to do good. There's things that you do that will give you good. So he must have done something. And he got such mercy from the Lord coming to his house. Sometimes I think of my parents that they got to come to Vrindavan. 
amazing. More than 30 years ago. And, and you know, that, that's before they even had Western toilets. So I mean, you gotta imagine the toilet my mother made out of crates or something. <laughs> it's kind of different now. But the experience they had, I just thought, wow, I don't know. How God's mercy is so amazing. The Brahmin's heart filled with devotion and he began to cook for the Lord with great care. When you worship the deity, we don't get in the consciousness. We don't get in the real bhakti. We don't get in the consciousness of finishing the activity the pure Vaidhi Bhakti, as opposed to Raganuga Bhakti, the pure Vaidhi Bhakti is our faith is in the rule. So our faith is finishing the activity so we get the credit. The real Raganuga Bhakti is the faith in the activity. It's Raganuga Bhakti is real Bhakti. Faith in the activity. So the worship is not so I can finish it. The worship is with our devotion. It's our heart. It's done with care. Bhakti is done with care because it's devotional and it's thoughtful and it's done with the mood to please, which is so different than fruitive consciousness. I'm finishing this activity because it's good for me, not because I like it. Real bhakti. The Lord ate only as a matter of formality for he was so absorbed in his own ecstatic mood that he cannot be diverted for even a moment. The, the, the story of, of Maharaj Prickett, he was cursed to die in seven days. And why was he cursed to die in seven days? Because he was thirsty. And he was, he was on some expedition, hunting expedition, some Kshatriya thing. And he was exhausted. And he went to the house of a Brahmin to get some water. And he was so thirsty. And, and when you have material desires and they're not satisfied, you become frustrated, a little angry, and you become bewildered. And you can't. My morning tea has come. Oh, it's so good. So why was he? So he, he, he saw the Brahmin was meditating, but he didn't think it was meditating. He, he, we always make these misjudgments with external things. We always make these misjudgments with external things. He thought, wow, he's ignored me. And then the Abhiman, the Ishvarabhav, the kingly thing, who does he think he is? And he stormed out because the king is in the mode of passion to rule. And he saw a dead snake and he picked up his bow and put the snake on there and put the garland on, on, the, on, 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 on Samakarishi. And then his son saw it. And the son cursed him. He had the tejas 
He didn't have the culture. And this is the interesting point how Kali Yuga enters. Kali Yuga entered when people had power, but no culture. The boy had power, but he was young and immature and no culture. So he, he cursed him in that way so that somehow I lost the point, but I'll go on. That's so, oh yeah, so this is the point I was making. But later on, when he, 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 he was hearing the Bhagavatam, and when he was hearing the Bhagavatam, there's a description, even there's a description, I think, in Nectar Devotion, where Prabhupada said, some people think that Krishna is speaking to Arjuna. But I see a river of nectar flowing from the moonlike face of Krishna to the ears of Arjuna. So he's drinking the Bhagavatam. He's hearing this Krishna kata, machita, matkita, prana. It's his life. Trishana Chakravati Thakur said, just as food is life, for the devotee, hearing about Krishna is life. And he has no desire to eat or even drink during those seven days. He has no desire. He's not thinking of it. So Lord Chaitanya is in this ecstasy of going to Puri. And he's not even thinking about eating. But then this Brahmin asks him, and as a formality, out of mercy, he accepts it. Not that he needs it, but these loving exchange. The person is giving a gift. So he's going to accept it. And that's also the idea with eating prasadam at the highest form of eating. It's done to honor the Lord's prasadam. It's remnants of the Lord. You're recognizing God's greatness. You're recognizing his enjoyment as the food was cooked with love and therefore the taste and the fragrance and the texture and the color of the food represents the bhakti. So you're seeing how God enjoyed. And then you're honoring it. When Bhakti Siddhanta would see a disciple with Jagannath Prasad, he would circumambulate the disciple and pay his obeisances. I don't know if there's anybody here who remembers, but one of my all-time favorite persons was Dadu, the mailman in Vrindavan. And he was a very exalted soul. And he would never miss my class. And he wanted to be a cowherd boy. He was actually never got married, but he was like a manager in Calcutta. And he met in, in Calcutta, you know, it's the center of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He met people from the Advaita Parivar, the uh, descendants of Advaita Acharya. And then he decided when he retired, he would go to Radha Kun. 
and he was taking shelter of Ananta Das Babaji, who was his Shiksha guru. But Radha Kun was about Gopi Bab, and he was into being a coward boy. And they couldn't convert him. So they told him, what are you doing here? So they, then he thought, like, well, where, where am I going to find what I want? Well, someone said, well, in Vrindavan, they have a, a, a Krishna Balaram on there. And people who are into Sakyaras, they're Krishna Balaram. So he came to Vrindavan, but kept up his vows of never wearing shoes once he entered into the Dham. He would never miss my class. No matter how far he had to walk, people had that kind of samskar previously. They would make vows and that was it for their life. That's why the Mahabharata is so much about Dharma, honesty. Because if you have integrity, you have integrity, then you follow your words. Your spiritual life, all you have to do is say, I'm going to do something and that's it. Your, your spiritual life is fixed. So he would like to, he, uh, you know, so we really have intimate relationship with him. And one of his joys is he loved Kachoris. And Gopal Raj, the personal cook of Tamal Krishnamaraj, who retired to Vrindavan, makes the best Kachoris. So anyway, we would invite him for some special type of food. But before he would take the food, he would hold it in his hand and chant one round. So he's in the right consciousness to honor the food. So he, he, he is so ecstatic, he couldn't divert even to eating. The Lord, the Lord ate only for the satisfaction of his beloved devotees. The Lord's food always consisted of only spiritual foodstuffs. So there's a whole purport here by Bhakti Siddhanta. How Lord Chaitanya would only take food from someone who chanted one lakh rounds. Or he would offer it himself in his mind. So concerned with the consciousness, the consciousness of people. So, whole purport about that. In particular, on his journey to Jagannath Puri, the Lord ate only out of formality. So there was so much enthusiasm. Today I will see Bakura coming to Vrindavan. Today I will see the Lord of my life. I'm coming to Vrindavan. Jaya Radhe Jaya Krishna. Jaya Vrindavan, Sri Govinda Gopinata Madana Mohan, Shamakunda Radha Kunda, Giridi Govardhan, Kalindi Jamuna Jaya Jaya Mahavan. That enthusiasm. He's so enthusiastic. He can't think of eating. Today I will go to Vrindavan. I can't wait to go back to Vrindavan, as I'm sure many of you feel that way or who, who have been there. 
I can't wait to go to Vrindavan. And, and on the way, I'll, I will chant that song. Jaya Radhe, Jaya Krishna. Yeah. Of course, now there's the Jamuna Expressway goes there, which is a blessing. When I first came, it was a two-lane highway. So when your car had to pass the other car, it had to go into the lane that faced the other cars going the other way. And they were expert at just making it by an inch. It's still like that going to Mayapur. And that's the difficulty going to Mayapur, that road. I'm trying to figure out any other way to go. It's just, uh, so for the entire journey, the Lord anxiously prayed to Jagannath and forgot himself. Borijan Prabhu, brilliant, makes so many wonderful points. Talking about pilgrimage, he said, previously people used to walk to the Dham and their minds got there before their body. <laughs> Today, people fly to the Dham and their, their body gets there before their minds. Therefore, I, I told you this before, when I would go to Vrindavan, I never go to my place, I go right to the Jamuna. And now the Jamuna, you really can't bathe. So the very next day in the morning, I'll go to Radhakun, just to purify myself, try to bring me into the Dham. Wow. I can't wait to go to Vrindavan. It doesn't seem like it, 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 the COVID is taking over in India now. Every picture I see is, I just got a, <laughs> I just got a picture, a thing from Mayapur that they miss me. It's so funny. Um, they say they miss me. Um, Um, this is really good. I think it's good. Oh, where is it? Oh, one second. Yeah, I'll show people the picture. These are my friends in Mayapur. Sadbuj is amazing devotee who's supervising the whole construction of these temple of Vedic planetarium. Couldn't be more a humble Vaishnav than him. Jagadish, that's like my family there, Bhakti Vidyapurna Swami, and Radhacharan. Radhacharan. Um, and then they sent me a funny picture, I'll show you. 
I, I have no idea why they did this one. <laughs> That's Bhakti Vidyapurna Swami <laughs> with a picture of me. <laughs> it was sent by Yuga. Anyway, I'm expressing my, my separation from the Dham at the same time. I was going to speak to Guru Prasad Swami. We got the time messed up. Let me just see uh, if he can start. Wait, wait one second. I'll be right there. Okay, one more verse and then we'll finish for today. Ooh. The Lord was completely oblivious to everything as he drowned in the mellows of ecstatic love. He did not know whether it was day or night or whether he had crossed a river or walked through water or over land. So this is, this is the, this practically the definition of Samadhi. And I described the, the, the difference of Samadhi and dhyana, the seventh stage, is the concentration is so continuous, your thoughts are like oil that's flowing. There's no space in between. The difference between samadhi is it's like that, but there's no cognizance outside. In dhyana, there's still cognizance, there's something outside. So the absorption becomes even this intense level that you're not even cognizant in your mind of, of, of what's going on outside. So th this is, is ecstatic or? Pretty high level. What? Pretty high level. <laughs> Pretty high level. Well, we sometimes do that. You know, I, I, I'm sitting at my desk sometimes and then I'm absorbed in something. I, 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 I forget where I am. Very interesting thing I read today in, 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 in something else. I had to research something. So I, I, I had a research and in this research, there's a person who wrote a book on emotional intelligence called Daniel Goleman. It's a very, very famous book. And he went to India and he met Neem Karoli Baba. But I, I, when I was reading a little bit, I had to read out a little bit of his, his bio, you know, biography for, um, you know, I'm writing something and, and something I had to find out. And he said something, um, all, he said, without attention, there can be no altered, altered consciousness. And that was so inspiring me for my drop of this morning. Because we all want altered consciousness. Are we satisfied where our minds are right now? We ever think what the minds do to us during the day? Without attention, there's no, I thought, wow, this is a good one. Without, and, and therefore, in my chanting, you know, I was just sitting up straight and concentrating and, and inspired. 
and then also meditating on the body that I'm able to actually sit up, sukha and stira. It's, uh, the body is steady and it's happy. I don't feel any discomfort sitting up straight for long periods of time. So I thought also how that I'm here and I'm doing a little exercise every day. It's good. I'm seeing how the little exercise I do every day, not, not very much, but the little I do, and the diet I'm keeping, it, it, you know, it, it, it really goes to play when you're actually. And then I also thought another nice thing is it's just a fact when you're older, you need less sleep. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but it's a fact when you get older, you need less sleep. Because I was thinking when I first came to the temple and tried to wake up, and I was like, "What?" So I think put all that together, you could you could take advantage to chant Hare Krishna. But anyway, who other than Vyas can describe the ecstasy that Mahaprabhu manifested here? It's so extraordinary. Who can understand the Supreme Lord's characteristics, and who can understand when or how? Krishna performs his pastimes. Only Nityananda has the power to understand why the Lord lamented and cried. As the Lord of Vaikuntha drowned in the mellows of his own devotional service, he enacted the pastimes of forgetting himself. The Lord meditated on his own form as Jagannath, and exhibited lamentation to teach others. Anyway, we will continue. Uh, anybody like to say, oh, hello? Jamuna Jaya, please share something Thank with you. us of ecstasy. Uh, well, first, ecstasy. Love it when you sing my name in that song. <laughs> so that oh, wait, okay. So, oh, that song. Isn't yeah, it amazing love how they knew you would appear, so they wrote a song about you 500 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> no. I, I, I so appreciate it. Jaya. I visually I basically remember us being on the bus going toward Vrindavan and we were singing that song. I didn't know it at the time. And when we got off, it's something you were saying the other day, you had um, Ati Sundri Radha was there with garlands. And I remember stepped off and I stepped into MBT and she threw garland around my neck. And it was what you were pointing out the other day, this immediately feeling of like welcomeness and like a TD Bhagavan, like the guest was God. And I felt so it did put me in the proper consciousness right away. So whenever you sing that song, I remember just being so immersed in, in the Dom right from the beginning, thanks to your uh, setting up and being leadership. It's just a sweet, such a sweet memory. Wow, that's great, Jamuna Jaya. We, we will again be in the Dom soon. I hope so. And I really love because oh. you've said it before, uh, um, doing something because it's good for you, not because you enjoy it. I, I love that point so, so much. Thank you for reminding us. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? 
Hare Krishna Maharaji Sradeshvarihir. You look very mystical today. Yeah, my son woke up, so I'm with him in the room because he's, we are in Australia, so in the middle of the night. You look very mystical. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, because my son woke up. Um, Maharaj, I really appreciated the point when you said that whatever happens to uh, us happens for us and that difficulties prepare our heart for Krishna. I really appreciated that point. Thank you so much. Wow, that's that's where it's at. And if we do mm -hmm. that, Tatenu Kampam Susamikshamano, we're guaranteed the kingdom of God. Mm. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Wonderful class. Thank you so Anybody much. Else Hare, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Namasaki here. Haribo. Haribo. I like the you said that uh, Krishna sees uh, the consciousness that represent our activities or our work. And I think this is very important for me. I want to, you know, watch myself, watch my consciousness and how am I doing and what am I doing, you know? This is very... Yeah, it's very important. And I'll yeah. answer that letter from Rangarani today. Yeah. Okay, it's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for the class. Okay, thank you, thank you. You're in Tehran or, or, or? No, no, no. I'm in, a, I'm in the north part of the Iran. I'm not going back Here. to Tehran anymore. <laughs> okay, you're now there in the, in the farm? Yes. And you like the, the farm. farm? Yeah, very much. Very much. And we are yeah, waiting I'm, for I'm, you. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm telling you. I'm, I, I pray. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Okay, Rangarani, I got your message. I got your message. I will answer. Thank you, Thank you. I appreciate. I really appreciate. Thank you. I appreciate that you come for our classes. I really do. Thank you. I love your classes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I also want to go when I take my visit there. I want to go to the yeah. north. I also want to go to that island. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We are waiting for that day, Maharaj. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hurry, Bo. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Thank you, Shri Radha. Haribo, Haribo. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna. Who is that? I, I didn't hear. Hemalata Radha Maharaj. Hemalata, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Haribo. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Davis, welcome to. Thank you for class. Hey, Lal Govinda, huh? Very well. Very well. Great. We'll speak soon. We should speak soon. I'm, I'm going to come. So next Monday, you'll come over. We'll make our plan. You can be there next Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 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 Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Isabel. Thank you for class. Isabel. 
Okay. Uh, you're in, uh, are you in San Antonio? I'm in Jersey now. You're in Jersey, huh? Okay. But I gave you that contact. And yes. Thank did, you very did he, much. Did he contact not, you yet? Not yet, but I was going to follow up. Just wanted to give some time. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Jack here. Hey, Jack. Great to see you. You want to take one shake a vacation at the end of the month? Come down to Cali with us. Oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> Did you get that thing with the? I I, I sent the um. The, the thing about the tree. I'll send it to you personally. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I saw it. If you can, yeah, if you can get off, it'll be just like um, it'll be a Vrindavan experience. Wow. I'll see what I can do. Okay, great. I would love to. Great. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Advaita. Advaita, Hari Bo. Uh, probably want to call you later a little bit. Okay. Okay, Maharaj. Okay, Hari Bo. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to uh, head out. Okay, Vanchakalpa Tribhya Sakravasindavi.